0: Hello, my name is James Furlow, and this is my lovely wife, Jessie Furlow. Hey. And we are going to be talking about real estate. And our mission is relatively straightforward. We want to help other people make wise investments Mm -hmm. so that they can just better communities, they can do better in their investments, they can do better with other residents, and so that all of us can build wealth, again, while helping out communities. And this is our very first podcast, and over time I will get much better at that intro, (laughs) but that's okay. It's
1: new, it's fresh. Yeah, exactly,
0: it's fun, (laughs) and it's exciting, and it has taken me a while to convince you to get on with me, (laughs) but you and I have been investing together since 2009. Because yeah. at that point, we had been married a couple of years and we had some, we both had jobs, we both had savings and we just kind of went off. Yep. And um, so it's a weird way to say we've been investing together. That's the only way we've been investing, <laughs> I guess. Um, but yeah, so yeah, it's been true. kind of a crazy ride, right? I'm thinking about it. it's 14 years. Yeah,
1: for 14 years.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, been married 15. People so. may not have any context whatsoever. I'm just kind of curious, what is are your favorite investment that we own? Putting you on yeah. the spot.
1: What's our favorite investment that we own? Your
0: favorite investment. Yeah. Right now. Oh not ours. Well whatever.
1: Hmm. Um That's a weird question. <laughs> yeah? I don't know. It's just a weird question. So mine like, is
0: simply based on the overall return of a right. property. I mean
1: I would say lion.
0: Okay. Yeah, me too.
1: Only because like not for the same reason. I do oh, like okay. that it is income producing, and it's the most yes, like the the most profitable of the all of in, all the ones we've income done. Income
0: producing and producing time. But I yeah, yeah,
1: I like that one because it has it had the biggest transformation. You know, it's mm. like it started in. The,
0: so it's real brief, like oh, yeah, when, I, whenever I, someone asks you about it, I actually don't know this. When someone says. Like, tell me about that purchase. What do you say? Yeah, tell people. Yeah,
1: uh, I've heard your story, so I yeah, yeah. picked and Oh, I've got my chosen... stick down Oh, yeah, well. you have a stick for sure. I say that um, we bought a kind of a rundown, mismanaged apartment building yeah. that was half full, and the people that were in it were registered sex offenders. So mm-hmm. it was like, <laughs> it was a half full of not great tenants yeah. and just in a state that nobody wanted to touch. Yeah, And I, I mean, I remember the first time that we walked through it, and this is what I kind of walk people through, too, is like, and this is the type of property that you like. And you have <laughs> we have walked through several of that I'm just like, what is happening right now? And you're like, yes, is it's like there was like one totally smoke stain, one totally like cat peed on, stu- super stinky. Yeah, there was another it was like moldy, another unit that was moldy um it it just like just escalated like one after the other after the other after yeah. the other like one was being used as, like a halfway and there were 11
0: house. units in this yeah place. 11
1: different units so it yeah. was it was just, like it was bad it was yeah. nasty and gross and but it was super also old, a fantastic deal but also a fantastic <laughs> deal and it had so much potential and i think yeah that was i i think that that's was that's why probably... you like it because yeah. it went
0: from a place that honestly no one ever wanted to live oh, yeah, at it was terrible to, to
1: a, a no. home for people that, yeah. like, people love living there. Desirable
0: to a bunch of young professionals There's, now. Yeah. Community. Yeah.
1: It's a great location. All right. All right. That's good to Yeah. Know. I,
0: like yeah. I do like that one as well. Yeah. I mean, I got a special spot for our first one, which was a duplex as yeah. well, just because that got us into the game and took us, like, 18 months. That's and true. Eventually, we'll share that story oh, yeah. of we the learned process. A,
1: I feel like we learned a ton from the duplex and how to manage tenants and, and kind of what we were doing. Yeah. Um But the apartment building, I we we had gotten our stride a little bit yeah and we leveled up but it was like yeah because oh, okay. by then we
0: had two duplexes mm-hmm. and we were living in a single family home and then this one came along yeah and it was like it was big i remember yeah i remember it was overwhelming at first yeah i was like oh geez 11 units mm-hmm. now it's kind of a weird like oh yeah 11 units no problem right. let's it go which is cool
1: smallish Supposed I guess. Be,
0: but not smallish but uh, yeah Cool. That is actually cool. not what I wanted to talk about <laughs> in our very first episode. Uh, I wanted to talk about something that is actually currently happening okay. right now in our business. Yes, and the goal again of this podcast is to equip people to make wise decisions. Mm-hmm. And I think there are multiple ways to do that. Part of it's through education, and we will definitely do that part mm-hmm. of it. But then another piece of it is through modeling and telling stories. Mm-hmm. And so I just thought it'd be fun to talk I like about to some... hear stories. Yes, I thought it'd be fun to talk about something that is like that is happening right now in our business yeah you
1: gave me a teaser earlier i've been like like waiting (laughs) i know i had to wait i know answer so i'm okay i'm ready
0: (laughs) yeah so i want to talk about that just because i think it's interesting and honestly like i don't know where this is going to go because we're in process so a little bit of backstory and is so we talked about we own those two duplexes and we live in that single family home well eventually we live in the place that we live in right now and we're Actually, <laughs> in it, not so secretly, in it. We're in the studio. Yeah, and in 2021, we did a 1031. And so we sold those three properties and rolled That's those right. into a larger set of warehouses. And a 1031 is a IRS code, essentially saying a real estate exchange. So over time, when you, when you buy a property, you uh, you get equity in it either through appreciation or through depreciation, and you're supposed to pay capital gains on whatever that equity piece is, which is essentially again it's what you bought it for minus depreciation, and then or let me think about the math here. It's what you sell it for ultimately minus what you bought it for minus depreciation. It's kind of a double thing there. And so, normally you'd have to pay a significant amount Mm. of money on it. Like, in Oregon, you pay, so you pay about 20%-ish, Depends on your tax bracket sure. at a national level, federal. And then in Oregon, you get to pay another 9.9. 9. Yay! Yay,
1: for tax. So it could
0: be a lot. So a 1031 Exchange essentially says, I'm going to take the equity that was in that property and I'm going to roll it over into this new property. So you're not getting rid of the capital gains, you're deferring it. And this will, sometimes I'll call it a tax-deferred exchange. So that was what we did. And we bought 26,000 square feet worth of warehousing space. Yeah, made a um, of sense. yeah. Which,
1: just so I remember correctly, it was kind of like we had built up equity in the in those properties, yeah. And we could have sold them and just taken the cash out and reinvested, but the capital yeah. gains was a piece of it. Mm-hmm. But we also knew that holding on to them wasn't the most profitable,
0: yeah, thing mm-hmm, because mm-hmm.
1: they had depreciated a little bit. We had done all the fixes that we could on them, yeah. And so their value was for the state that we have had them yeah. was maxed out, essentially. Yeah, but...
0: there's there's two ways to...
1: I don't really remember what our motivation <laughs> for doing the 1031 yeah. was other than, okay, yeah, it seems better to get something bigger.
0: Yeah, there are there's two ways to think about... To, there's two ways to think about when is the right time to sell, mm-hmm. I suppose. And I, um, I did it one way, but ultimately both ways work. Mm-hmm. So the first way... So normally when you are trying to figure out what's the return on your property. The typical equation for the return on investment is money invested or your cash flow divided by money invested. Mm. And from that standpoint, these properties looked off the rails awesome because we had pretty low down payments and rents had just continued to go up over the years. And so on an annual basis, they looked amazing. Mm -hmm. But that's only one way to look at it. Another way to think about it is a return on equity, which Mm -hmm. when you first buy a building, Those, the equity and investment, those are the exact same numbers. And so when you do that math, what happened to us was the market started to appreciate over time. And because things were just crazy in 21 and Mm -hmm. 20. And so even though our rent had gone up, the values had grown significantly. And so we were watching that return on equity number slowly dip down. Mm -hmm. We're like, man, like the absolute dollars are good, but... We're just not maximizing the return that we could have on our equity, and again, turn yeah. that into an investment in another property. Sure. Another way to think about it that um, is probably the way I think about it more than not now is about velocity of money and um, potential future upside. Mm-hmm. So like, so you have a property, you buy it, you do a bunch of repairs and you increase the revenue on it, mm-hmm. and, and that is a really big gain that you get out of it. Mm-hmm. And then what you do is you look at it and you say, okay, how much more can I increase the value in the future? Mm-hmm. And oftentimes, once you've done all the repairs, the answer is like, not much. It's all up to the market. Right. And so at that point in time, the trigger is to say, well, if I sold the property or whatever, exchanged it, whatever, I moved on to another investment, that gives me another opportunity to do another value add, to do an improvement, to mm. essentially go find a, an investment that has a higher future potential gain in value Mm -hmm. and so it's actually not looking the return is the return is there but you're looking at the value of the property and how much can I increase the value of this property you're looking at
1: that delta of like where's the property at and where can I get it to correct and you want you want that to be bigger,
0: yeah, yeah. In the next, I don't know, year, three years, yeah. something like that. Whatever time horizon sure. makes sense for you. And
1: once you've already done the fixes on the current property, yeah. it's pretty small.
0: And I think part of that is just it's been a, a change in our philosophy mm-hmm. and how we've invested. Because when we first got started, it was all about cash flow. Sure. Like it was, I want to replace my job's income. Yeah, that was it. So return on investment ROI like that's fundamentally a cash flow type of number mm-hmm. is like that was the senior metric that we cared about. Yeah. We're now at a point where it's like, well, I want to I want to grow the value of the investment because I know that cash flow is going to follow behind it. And so the way we think about it and measure it mm-hmm. is slightly different. They can ultimately lead to the exact same uh, outcome. Sure. Though I would argue with the with the way of thinking in terms of, well, how much future value can I add to this investment, mm. you'll tend to flip investments faster mm. is my guess because it doesn't really matter about the appreciation anymore. It's just like, mm-hmm. okay, we're time to move on. So we ended up doing this 1031 and we bought <laughs> these warehouses yeah. and it was kind of an interesting deal because there were, what was it? It was a big warehouse and then there were like two smaller ones kind of. And then there was a little office space, mm-hmm. and then part of what we also got with the negotiation was a one and a half acres of land. And it yep. was like this triangle piece of land, and it is all on I five. And we're talking about seventy to ninety thousand cars a day <laughs> past this place. I mean, it is right on it. Yeah. It's I was doing math. It's oh, it's a half mile, maybe a little bit more, maybe point hmm. six miles from the closest exit to get on. So okay. super yeah. convenient. So awesome. It's it's not, but it's also not in between any. It's like it's in between two largish cities. It's kind of in the middle, so that's kind of a little bit of a knock against it because it's in more county territory. Sure. So, uh, although
1: people are traveling the yeah, highway to get absolutely. to either of those cities totally. regularly, yeah. so
0: yeah, exactly. But it means if you're going to the office, like you have to commute to the office. Sure. You can't just like oh, it's a five minute drive. No, it's yeah. closer. to okay. like fifteen twenty minutes. That. Yeah. So so anyways, uh, so we bought this place, and like I said, it came with this piece of land, mm-hmm. and I didn't really know what to do with it. The The property itself was, it was a decent mm. return on investment. And it's from a percentage standpoint. Sure. From a cash flow standpoint, we like, because we ended up putting $600,000 into this thing as uh, as that 1031, yeah. the cash flow is significantly bigger than what we were getting with the other places. Yeah. But from a future potential value standpoint, mm. honestly, it's not that much. It was really, it was this cash flow play. Sure. Is what we we're going for. But now I'm looking at it saying, okay, what's my, future potential value. And my back of the envelope math is saying, man, I should honestly sell these things and move on and go get a value add type of deal. But first I'm looking at is the land. And that's because of the way we structured this thing was there's technically two different purchases that happened. Mm -hmm. We bought the warehouses and that is 100% in the 1031 exchange. And then there was the land, which was a wholly separate purchase and not part of the 1031 exchange at all. I didn't know that. Yeah. And part of it's because <laughs> land and a building are not,
1: right, not exactly the same. like for like. Yeah.
0: It's a thing. And so, yeah. So it was a way for us to keep things separate. Hmm. And so that means I can sell the land yeah. and it's, it's Separate. Good. Yeah. It's not part of it. It's not, it doesn't get messy with the 1031. Hmm. There's no built-in mm-hmm. cap, or uh, not cap, um, built-in um, equity hmm. and that I got to worry about sure. with it. Technically, these other two warehouses are two other plots. Mm. So in theory, I could sell those individually. Hmm. Further complicating those, again, part of it is this 1031 exchange, like how much was apportioned to each, but there's also a single loan on it. And so Mm -hmm. if I only sold one of the properties, I would have to get a whole new loan Mm. as well for the remaining one. Sure. It'd be a thing. Hmm. (laughs) And then there's all sorts of questions like- But not
1: with the land, that's- Correct, yeah. The land is like,
0: as far as, yeah, on paper, legally, just maybe not mentally. It is a wholly separate investment and mm-hmm. in property,
1: okay.
0: and we had a plan for it. Because that and 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 I should say too, like that land was where we said, "Oh, here's an opportunity to sure. to massively increase the value of this investment."
1: Yeah, because right now it's yeah. just, it's empty.
0: Yeah, yeah, empty it's just land, bare there's land,
1: nothing exactly.
0: Really on it. And the warehouses were like, they're good, they're producing cash flow. There's not a lot of upside in it, but this land has a potential to be a massive growth to turn the overall investment of this thing like. Double digits. Awesome. Yeah. So the initial plan was to do RV storage on it. And for a whole host of reasons, mm-hmm. that ended up not working out. And it was quite frustrating of a process. Mm-hmm. Spent some money on it to figure yeah. out, I can't do it. Super lame. But as a result of it, I, I then I honestly, I sat on it for a while. I was just bummed. I was like, yeah. oh my gosh, I can't do what I want to do. Let me think about what I want to do for my next steps. And then I just kind of moved on with my life. And this thing just kind of sat here. And, and Oh, I remember. Is. Yeah. So.
1: <laughs> I was there.
0: And so I've reached a point where I've said like, okay, I need to do something with it. And honestly, it's probably not me who's going to do something with it. I need to either lease it or sell it to someone else who will do something with it. Okay. And thankfully, the way that we structured the deal was because we've got this 1031 thing going, we put like $50,000. Uh, this land should have been sold for $300,000. Mm-hmm. dollars and we ended up buying it for two hundred and fifty because everything was kind of amorphous, right? The seller yeah. didn't care because they were like, all right whatever.
1: It, he was selling it as one big thing. Yeah, in exactly. His yeah, yeah, exactly. And so
0: I was able to shift fifty thousand sure. dollars of that land value into the warehouses, which kind of meant I had a fifty thousand dollars equity just buffer mm-hmm. built right into this piece of land. Mm-hmm. Oh, I should also say, the seller gave me a note of two hundred fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars for the land. So So I bought it for two fifty. I have a note for two fifty. So right now I have essentially like zero equity sitting in this thing, which I was totally cool with because again I was gonna do a value add thing. It's not working out. And so now I'm like, all right, I gotta lease it or or sell it. Yeah. And so put it on the market and at I forget what the rate was, it was like a dollar ten per foot per year for lease. For leasing, yeah. Yeah, and it's about seventy thousand ish square feet. Yeah. And, um, so anyways, so we put it out there and there's a contractor company who has expressed interest in it. Hmm. And this is the, the teaser that I gave you. Yeah. And so I went over this morning. Contractor, and like,
1: like builder
0: construction. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And so I went over there this morning. We met at 7am. It's actually pretty funny. They were like, we want to meet at sunrise. And I, I looked it up and I was like, ah, that's like not sunrise, but that's okay. <laughs> and, uh, so we got out there, we looked at the land and it was, dark <laughs> and like half an hour later it was light enough to look at it and it was like that's ah, amazing oh well um, uh, it happened but it timed out well for us because then we got to go off and yeah. do fun stuff with friends but that's all right <laughs> and so anyway so we met there we looked at it answered some questions for him and kind of told him all right here's what the deal is here's what it looks like and so the the potential buyer mm. prospect buyer potential buyer and his agent went back and so they called back mm. earlier today saying hey we're interested Let's, you know, would you be interested. Yeah. It. yeah. And so right. they made an offer of $400,000 for this property.
1: For the land.
0: For Yes, for the land. Now, the way they want to structure it is they want to pay $300,000 cash, and then they want me to give them a loan for $100,000 for mm-hmm. that remaining balance. For some unknown interest rate for the next three years, mm-hmm. and so that was kind of you know real like and it was just verbal. Here's what we're thinking, and um, my agent he was like, it's kind of a flinch test, you know, to see mm-hmm. how to mm-hmm. see how it all shakes out. Sure, and so uh, so yeah, so that's kind of where we're at now. One of the things we did yesterday because we kind of we knew that this tour was coming mm-hmm. and we had a hunch that they were going to be more interested in buying rather than leasing. Sure. And so I was like, all right, we actually should look up and figure out how much potentially this land is worth. And so yeah. we looked all around the valley, looked at all the different land I don't actually remember when we
1: looked. Did I look at that?
0: No, 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 no. They okay, just, good. they went off and <laughs> they just did not They research. Did. They looked yeah, yeah, at it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was
1: like, I thought you said that we did. And I was like,
0: Oh, no, no, no. I don't remember doing that at yeah, all. As in those agents. And the myself. agents. Look, yeah, the oh, brokers no, oh, and myself. I got it. You guys looked, looked at it and got yeah. a price range that yeah, you thought was... Yeah. Reasonable. Now, it's interesting because there are depending on how you decide to look at this and how valuable are seventy to ninety thousand cars going a day? How much of a detractor is it that there's no water on it, that it is just dirt and there's not rock, that a fence will need to be made and there's some other like tenant improvements that will need to happen. But also it's like it's close to Salem Mm -hmm. but it's not in Salem. And there's all sorts of yeah,
1: there's, questions. Yeah, all sorts of benefits and or so, negatives, depending on who you depending
0: are. Depending on how you want to value this thing, you could say that it's worth $400,000, or it could potentially be worth up to 700000 depending on hmm. how you want to look at your comps. Interesting. Another way to look at it would to say, okay, if you were to have this thing fully leased out and... And then you take that and you say, and there's, like, there's a going cap rate in the area of 7%. Hmm. What would that value of the property be? And, and that honestly puts it at like a $1.2 million range. But then hmm. what you have to do is you have to kind of back out and say, well, there's no land. Or I'm sorry, there's no building. So yeah. if there was a building, like what would that be worth? And you've got to subtract that mm-hmm. out for it. Hmm. And again, it kind of puts you in that like dollars to $700,000 range-ish. Hmm. Um, unless it's a super nice building and it's not rented at a good rate in which case then it could put you down like the $300,000 range Hmm. and so it's just kind of it's it's messy honestly because there's just very few comps Hmm. for this place and that's also one of the exciting things about land is it really comes down to how well can you tell the story of the value behind this thing Hmm. how badly does this person need it Hmm. what are other options and During our tour, they made sure to let us know that they were looking at something else. You're like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, they were, they're doing and saying all the right things. Everything that I would say and do if I was looking to buy. Sure. And so... So I don't know where we're gonna go with this. We are super early stages. I'm trying to think about when we will actually publish this podcast. Um, I may,
1: yes, this I, may not I be the first one that we actually publish. Just had that thought and was like, <laughs> "Are you sure you want to publish this while you're still negotiating?" Yeah, and,
0: the chances of them finding this brand new podcast, yeah, are maybe super low, low
1: but. I don't Still. know.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll play it out. So you there may be two or three other episodes. Hold your cards a little close that, to your chest. Yeah, this, this may not be number one. This yeah. may be number three or ten, depending on how things go. Makes sense. And uh, I will definitely give an update on it. But anyways, it's just super interesting, in my opinion, mm-hmm. that uh, just kind of this process of commercial properties is just very, very different, different than residential. Sure. Right? Residential is like, okay, what are the beds, baths, square foot, yep. location? We can find all well, the comps. There's, yeah, dial it in. there's so
1: many comps that you yeah.
0: can... And you just kind of go like, this is what it is. But this one's a little bit more free-throwing. Hmm. It's a lot uh, less free of a market or, how right. do um, I want say it. There's just less buyers and sellers. Yeah. So it's, it's just- Well, less
1: buyers and sellers and the use for the property is super dynamic. Like a contractor would use it yeah. for something totally different than an RV salesman right. or yeah. whatever. Or the warehouses that we have
0: yeah. people in. Totally. Yeah. So there's just a lot yeah. there, which is hmm. interesting. So anyways, so I got an offer on it, which is cool.
1: What, I was curious. Yeah. What would be your counter to that?
0: Uh, Ah, yeah, that's a good question. Because I
1: don't, like, we also are not experts in land sales, Yeah. you know, this particular type of land, but it's kind of like, based on your research, you have a much wider potential value for it. Yeah. So it's like, it doesn't make sense, or or does it make sense, maybe, to Mm. just jump and be like... Great, that sounds great, let's go.
0: Yeah, what's also interesting about this one is if we sold it for 400 and got the $300,000 cash up front, the the way the taxes work would be kind of interesting, right? So not only would I have realtor fees of five to 6%, and then I would have potentially like, I'd have to pay taxes on that $50,000 gain. And so at the end of the day, uh, we would prime, there's a chance we'd actually have to bring money to taxes Mm. at the end of the year. Yeah which is kind of a bummer. And that's something I haven't sat down and looked at the spreadsheet mm-hmm. yet. And I'm um, just to really like, all right, how much, is it truly break even? Do I got to bring five grand? Do I got to bring 15? Like, what is it? Or do I get like a nice little $5,000? And then three years from now, you get this $100,000 bonus, essentially, mm-hmm. Where you just go, oh yeah, that was there. And maybe they're paying interest all along the way of some amount. I don't know. And so like, that's something to consider. And um, so I'm... So I, for me, I don't get like super excited about four hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. I honestly would be like, I'd rather just lease it because mm-hmm. I think I can get just the numbers just look better yeah. at that particular rate. Yeah. From a, what's the value of the property going forward into the future? Sure. The very first step is telling them verbal is awesome. Give us something in writing because there's some details that they didn't include. Mm-hmm. Like, well, what's the interest rate mm-hmm. you're gonna pay on this thing just for for starters?
1: <laughs> well, and do they have any other criteria like? We'll pay you this if you put a fence up. Yeah, whatever. yeah,
0: exactly. So I think that's like that's the number one step is like, hey, yeah, if you're actually serious, like let's th- mm-hmm. throw some paper around. Like, let's see an actual offer, mm-hmm. at least a letter of intent so sure. that we have something concrete that we can talk to on it. Makes sense. Um, depending on how they want to structure it, like I would love personally, I would love to see it more in like that $500,000 mm-hmm. range. Um, just based on the comps that I saw and yeah. knowing what this line looks like, I actually think it's a really fair price. Yeah. I could potentially make an argument for 600, but I think it will sit on the market for nine months mm. at 600. Yeah. And then finally yeah. someone will come along and get it at 500. I think I could have a buyer in the next few months mm. type thing. If it's not these folks, it'd be someone else yeah. or I get, or get at least, and I'd be totally happy with that as well. Interesting. So,
1: yeah. So, but for our first offer. Like, yeah, someone's interested. Yeah. Yeah. Good sign.
0: It's also, uh, we're in that weird, like holiday shadow. I yeah. guess is what yeah. I would call it.
1: People haven't quite gone back to work. Yeah.
0: WAP, but... Some people
1: have, but not everybody. Yeah.
0: And a lot of us are like, oh, I got to do any of your books. So figure it out. So yeah, there you go. That is, go. that's where we're at. Cool. Um, again, I just think it's interesting. I think it's helpful to understand kind of how we're thinking about it, how sure. we're seeing things. And yeah, no, yeah. this
1: conversation was helpful to me. You're <laughs> <That's laughs> like, okay. That's
0: hundred yeah. percent what I was going for. All right. Well, that is, if it's not our official number one, it is yours and I nice. <laughs> number one. Cool. Um, and I'm looking forward to do this more often. With yeah. You. I think it will me be. too awesome and if you found this helpful and like this conversation we would love a rating and or review in whatever podcast app you use have a great day